Okay, boom, we're rolling. Okay, well, I'm David Morgan, and here with Ken Johnson. We are co-hosting this podcast about success and moving forward. And uh, you want to say hi to the people? Hey, everybody. <laughs> it's Ken here. <laughs> just I was just bridling some passions. Oh, just bridling. <laughs> just, just reined it in. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, so today we're going to be talking a bit about passion, uh, again, success, but um, kind of the uh, now, now the, the phraseology is in my head from the outline, like the downside of passion, but pretty much the concept of how you can actually go about achieving your passion, practical steps, and, and maybe some of the downsides of the advice that we get when it comes to how to live a life full of passion and you know, maybe following your passion isn't always the best advice for some people. And, and I think also just defining and going through how uh, finding the right passion because we can be passionate about different things throughout our life at different oh, yeah. times. And I think for that, sure. that would be a, a big part of this is because. Oh, totally valid. Yeah. Right. Passions at 18 are different passions at 25, 35, 85. Absolutely. <laughs> it's yeah. it's going to be a little different. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so um, uh, so to start it off, I mean, this this topic kind of comes from from something I've been thinking about and wrote about recently, where you know I had said that um, the the um, advice to follow your passion for me was kind of detrimental, you know, as a young man. Um, I think it was. I don't kind of hurt my my success a little bit because I viewed anything that I was working on that I wasn't a hundred percent passionate about as failure, right? Like I wasn't succeeding. I had, you know, it was just like, what's the point? Yeah, kind exactly. Yeah, yeah, it, it was yeah, pretty nihilistic, pretty nihilistic, right? Mm -hmm. Just like, and you know, I especially you could say social media kind of highlights that too, right? Where you see everybody talking about their jobs in such an exciting way. And so it just seemed like I had to be at the pinnacle of success right away. And every day had to be awesome and something I loved. And so if I wasn't sure that this thing I was working on was going to be what I was going to commit my whole life to, then what was, what was the point? Right. Yeah. It, almost like what, what's the point of starting a maze? If you, if you know, like, eh, whatever, I'm not going to finish it. Yeah. Right. Or it's not going to really bring me anyway. Why am I going to go through this giant maze? Mm -hmm. Just, go somewhere where I don't even want to be. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of, yeah. The overwhelm of like, oh my goodness, I'm going to be tethered to this thing versus I have to be tethered to it. And yeah. What's the point if it's not going to be my passion. Right. Cause then, yeah, then I'm a failure for, you know, cause yeah, there's the also the advice, like never settle for anything less or whatever, you know? So yeah, I just, I think that was pretty detrimental for me. You know, I ended up spinning my wheels a lot and kind of jumping from thing to thing and never really, putting down roots with anything or gaining any traction or success where passion could be cultivated. So for me, that's kind of the downside of that kind of advice. What, what are your thoughts about? Yeah, I, I, I do agree actually a lot on that. My, one of my big struggles in life is when I hear individuals say they're still trying to figure out what they want to do when they grow up. And I hear, I, I think that often, I hear it said often. I hear it said from employees, from honestly investors, from other people I, I work with, and they could be any age 
because ultimately I think they've been told most of their life, chase your passions, chase what you love, what you're going to enjoy, do what you enjoy every day, then it's not work. Mm -hmm. And it actually, it really does annoy me to the point of just saying, shut up, like stop. That That's not a thing because it's, I think where I'm coming from is the rest of the world does not believe that. Oh, you, you know, the, it's the, such a luxury. The, yes. yes, it is such a luxury. Absolutely, yeah. And even in, in I mean, I, I strongly believe if you can do that, good for you. But the amount of people in the world that can actually do it 100% of what they love, 100%, not the paperwork, not the, the junk that they don't love while doing that passion. You ask somebody that loves playing basketball. Again, we, we talk about sports. You ask them, what do you love? Oh, I love playing basketball. I hate practice. I hate the schedule. I hate the travel. I hate that. You know, there is going to be a plethora of things they hate it about the basketball lifestyle they live, even though they might love the game. Oh, yeah. And that's going to be the case for anything. And if you don't have that, who? Show me. Tell me who. Like, right. I just don't get yeah, it. Yeah, sincerely. Yeah. What? There's um, uh, Shannon Sharp, who does, he was an ex football player who uh, he does a show with Skip Bayless on sports. And all the time he says, You weren't paying me to play football. You were paying me to lift the weights because that's the part I hated. And yeah, I mean, just, yeah, there's practice, the grind, whatever it is, right? You like, know, even, even someone like Bill Gates or somebody like Jeff Bezos. There are there are things he hates about his job. Yeah, you cannot tell me there's not because it's hard owning a business, being an entrepreneur, being an employee. Any place you're in in the ecosystem of of your life and the world, there's going to be hard things about it in those circumstances that you will not like. That no somebody will not like. Yeah, and so it's just it is what it is. That's that's yeah. how I feel. I, so to chase a passion or do you chase what you're good at? Right. Or do you chase what's going to make the most money or that's where. Yeah. You know, brings back, back that success conversation from from last time, too. And and do you feel like it um, it always puts happiness around the corner as well? Right. Like if if you're chasing your passion and therefore like the goalpost keeps moving, does that does that make sense? Totally. I, I yeah. I mean, that's a hard question for me to ask. People don't know me on this this mm -hmm. platform. Generally speaking, I'm a fairly happy person. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with my success or hitting goals. You just kind of like, that is what it is. Like, I'm happy because it's, what else are you going to be? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> it has nothing to do. Really, it has nothing like, yeah. but because of that, I look at people that are always mad and I'm like, whatever, dude, like, like it's just a choice. I mean, mm -hmm. yes, there's chemical imbalances. There's depression. There's legitimate issues there. Apologize. It's a horrible thing to go through for, for anybody that's doing that at the same time we all have our own, same, own, own circumstances. And so I, I generally think that, yes, that is hard being let down on goals, you know, doing sales means shut down over and over and over and over again. Yeah. That, that, that can be depressing mm -hmm. at the end of the day though. I gave um, a training a couple, four weeks ago, and I talked to them about how good I felt when I achieved one of my goals in playing video games. And, and sometimes it's okay to make worthless goals. Oh, yeah. That you know you can probably hit or that are really fun to hit. Mm -hmm. You know, like, like even if it's not a worthless goal, it's just, no, I know I'm going to have a lot of fun hitting that goal. 
and it, it does bring gratitude, you know, satisfaction, joy, all of those things. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and again, you know, people, you know, they want to find themselves or whatever. And like we talked about, if you don't have that structure early on, that or if you don't have that experience early on that kind of forces you to know what you're all about, then you're going to spend a lot of time floundering. There, there's just so much that goes into that that I think is can be detrimental that gets people not moving, which is kind of what we're all about. It's like, mm -hmm. hey, be in motion, be doing something, be, be, yeah, you, you got to be moving in a direction. And for me, it was what my friend, you know, Jake, he calls paralysis via analysis. That's what he says. I am. He's, he's like, you were that way with dating, with career, whatever it is, right? Like you had to know, I had to know the end from the beginning. And, um, and so then, yeah, everything was, oh, that's going to have the crappy side to it, or I'm not a hundred percent sure. So therefore I can't act on this, this thing. Um, <clears throat> I, I do think too, in order to find additional passions or things that you love, you actually have to go in directions that you learn more about yourself, mm -hmm. but you, you might not know you like to garden until you garden. You won't know that you like to work out not doing running, not going on marathons. You might love powerlifting. You don't even know it because you've never tried it. You don't. So I, one of the th interesting things about passions is, is truly, I believe anybody can find things they're passionate about. But the hard part is trying and failing over and over until you find something you can be passionate about. Absolutely. That, yeah. That's, that's, and, and I, I don't believe somebody can do it until they're ready to internally say like, no, I'm, I'm confident with myself. I know who I am enough to say I can kind of shatter that, you know, I can, I can, I'm Ken Johnson. Okay. Ken, now you're comfortable being Ken. Mm-hmm go build something, go build a shed. Now go draw a picture. Now go talk to those people and see if you can sell them something. Now, you know, like I can do those things because I'm Ken Johnson and you can fall back on that and know who I am kind of a little bit. And you have some basic foundational needs met. Mm -hmm. And I think once you are there, it's a lot easier to explore, to eventually find that passion because you'll, in that exploration, you'll have failures. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that, that's going to you know bring us to our next point here in a minute too. But I, I did have one more thing I wanted to say about that too, because what you, what you were saying is, hey, I'm just a happy person, right? And you've just kind of made that internal decision. And again, chemical imbalances, I know that's the thing that's harder for me, right? I'm, I'm really social, but I wouldn't say I'm a happier, optimistic person, right? Even though I'm outgoing. Um, but the the dirty jobs guy, Mike Rowe, he did a, a video that was saying, don't follow your passion, but always take it with you. Right. Yeah, Where, like yeah. And it was just, Hey, whatever you're going to do, do it. And, and, and he tells a story about a guy who like pumps the, the outhouses, right. He takes the crap out of the outhouses. And the guy says, one day I realized I was passionate about other people's yeah. poop. <laughs> and, and, and he was making good money doing it too. Right. But yeah, if you just, yeah, if you'll, if you will carry your passion and your joy with you. It feels good to do things good. Uh -huh. Even if you don't love it, it feels good to be good. Oh yeah. And when you put in effort to make something better, even if it's making somebody's day and saying like, how are you? You doing good today? You seem, you know, like, you seem like you're having a rough day. Anything I can do for you? And you have no idea who that person, if it's a, a barista or if it's a, 
uh, cashier, whatever it is, that effort in that exchange, you will feel better on the backside of that exchange. Oh, Even yeah. if they say, dude, shut your valve. You know, like you don't know me. It's like, you're right. I was just trying to help. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you walk away and you're like, I was trying. Mm -hmm. they, they were having a bad day. You can, you can know you put passion and effort and, and you were executing well. Yeah. No, it, I, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, it's like that internal integrity or whatever. You feel good about yourself either way, right? If you if you did the work. And if you're doing that, honestly, the results will usually come too. Like when I was selling pest control, I hated it until I got good at it because I just committed to keep trying. And then when I was good at it, I was like, hey, this is kind of fun, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And then that passion flourished. Yes. You know, not that my life's passion is selling pest control, but I could find enjoyment in it. I really liked it when I was doing it. So. Yeah. When when I moved here to Utah to work at a business, the company here we we own, um, it was interesting because I came and I knew so we have a manufacturing portion of our company and where there's, you know, whatever, 30 employees and, and 60, 70 contractors every day. And I came here and I told the the partner in the company, I said, I my goal is to not be in the warehouse within a year or two. Like I, I just don't and, and I, it was probably more pride talking and just wanting change. And when I mean warehouse, I mean just going out there every day, holding people accountable, not managing mm -hmm. manufacturing, all these things. But I, the problem is I'm, I'm, I'm decent at it. And so it's like I go out there and it's just so natural. And, and then I start putting my passion to it. And it's like, you know, even though I do want to separate myself, I do want to still do it well. Mm -hmm. And even though I don't want to go do it, I want to go do it because I know I can do it well. And and so you start learning new passions, if that makes sense. Yeah, for because sure. Because it's like, yeah, I don't love it like inherently. Oh, yes, I love going out in the warehouse where it's dusty and all these different things. And But no, I love going out there because there's a lot of people doing a lot of hard work. And I'm like engaging in that and knowing we're producing mm -hmm. and that progress is, is enjoyable to me. Yeah. <clears throat> that – um. No oh, man, we just go all over the place, but I can't help but go down that rabbit hole still a little bit because I think there's a difference between being passionate about the idea of something and thinking it would be cool or thinking like, I can't be passionate about this thing because it's lame, right? But I, you know, I think one positive thing about social media and the internet is I love that it's become cool to just love whatever you love, right? There's people on there yo-yoing and saving the bees and and furries you know, yeah for whatever <laughs> sorry different topic different you podcast, do you. Right? Yeah, yeah that's a late <laughs> late night podcast yeah but i mean it's so funny like all the obscure talents on there that people are getting a following just doing what they're into you know and building communities yeah. yeah and you know i think about my friend Passions. jake too i mean he always said he's like dude i've made pest control cool because he just loves his company he loves doing what he's doing and he just brought his passion with him and he's into it and you know he's got other passions too he's great at, you know he's doing firefighting and stuff like that too now but anything can be something you're into and that's okay right right um i don't think there's a lot of things anymore that i think we're getting away from like oh that thing is intrinsically lame right we see dungeons and dragons now which before was like the nerd like the epitome of nerddom is now very cool in in modern culture and i think we're just going to see more and more of that so i agree i 
I agree with that 100%. And it is nice to see at the same time. I think that's where people get confused, though, is because there are so many directions. Yeah. You know, it, it, in 1955, you know, it's what did you do? Uh, you know, I learned how to fix stuff or I worked at the local factory. I mean, you really weren't even traveling across the country very much at that point. No, no, no. And so back to where I think we're heading is, is just, regardless of what country you live in, regardless of what environment you live in, it does come down to you and to I, and mm -hmm. to you as an individual and meeting and having a foundation and, and meeting your personal needs on a base level and understand that passion is important, but there there's, there's other things that are actually a higher priority that need to be met in order oh, yeah. to, to, to even go after those passions. You know, I was in, uh, when I've traveled to, to China or Colombia or Europe or every country has different things that they need. And, and, you know, I'm going to be going to, you know, India, they probably this year to, to set up an office and, and the, our employees there have different needs and expectations and their foundation is going to be very different. Mm -hmm. No, sorry. Their foundation is going to be very similar. I apologize. It's their passions that will be different because of their situation, but yeah. their needs of life. No, I need to eat. I need uh, friends. I need family or I need that. There's going to be some really core needs that are so inherently a part of a lot of us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So at long last, we kind of get into that second point, which, yeah, again, those core needs, you know, I'm, I'm bringing it back to my experience. Um, you know, and I kind of had shared about this again when I said kind of where the, the impetus for this episode came from was I jumped around from thing to thing. I mean, I lived with you guys. I lived with Sally. I went and sold pest control, lived with the owners of that company. I mean, just jumped around all over the place, never really put down roots because, again, I was following my passion. But at the same time, I'm like the number of like garages I've slept in or like couch surfing I've done is embarrassing to me now because years years long yeah it's i mean i i almost hate to say it out loud but you know it, it's it's true it's what happened and hopefully it helps somebody else but yeah like i'm i'm embarrassed to say that i was just not i wasn't meeting my own needs so how how was passion gonna flourish right but i will say you shouldn't be embarrassed it was a path it was yeah you know, every path is a path and, and no matter where you're at it's just where you're at like the point is movement. Mm -hmm. And I, yes, I think you could have moved in a more positive direction <laughs> quickly, having watched and experienced, but but ultimately it doesn't mean you weren't on a path. It just was a little meandering. Yeah. And and, and I guess listening and going to this podcast and meeting needs and is that hopefully you can and we can help individuals understand their needs so they can take a step forward in action. And mm -hmm. that's where I think if you would have learned your personal needs and, and self-actualization and understanding your self-care and both physically, mentally, if you would have understood that in high school, if you would have been taught, like, well, who are you, David? Why uh -huh. are you even here? What, what's the point of you sitting here? If somebody would have hard asked you those questions, you, you might have actually found your direction much sooner if you could, could have. find those attributes. Yeah, for sure. But even regardless, you know, even, even if you don't have, you know, that clarity, which I feel grateful to have it now. And, you know, we talked about how early that was for you. 
you know, I, I think even without those hard questions, the, the, um, you know, that Maslow's hierarchy of needs, understanding that, Hey, passion and self-actualization is at the very top. And you do need to take care of your basic human needs. And, and even though I wasn't going hungry and I did have shelter and all those things, I think there is, I missed out on the dignity of like taking care of myself and also the foundation of consistency, right? It, it's, you know, if, there is some predictability that needs to happen in life and some like, um, suddenly I'm just thinking of the Portuguese word, um, security. <laughs> there we go. I'm like, segurança. <laughs> there's, there's a, yeah, you need that. Like there is some physical and emotional security that you need and, and the confidence of standing on your own two feet as well that I think was missing out on. And I think any of those things that I was doing, had I just stuck with them for a longer period of time to build the foundation, then I would have been more free, right, to, to, uh, to explore those other passions, right, and look for something that then met the, like, scratch that passion itch. Mm -hmm. I, it would be, you know, uh, the foundation of that, and the, for anybody that doesn't know um, about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it's, it's, you know, physical or psychological needs is that base foundation yeah. of what if you imagine a pyramid a right pyramid, like what, yeah, yeah to exactly. build up to the top yeah so yeah yeah on the very bottom of that pyramid is, is psycho psychological needs then safety and security love and belonging self-esteem and self-actualization and that uh, that psychological need again hormones there's all sorts of stuff there oh yeah but with that there's also ways to manage that i mean becoming aware of what your psychological needs are. I am a really, I, I like socializing, oh, but yeah. I recharge still by having alone time Really, or some like chill. I play video games, right? I, 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 I wouldn't have guessed I that sit from you, but I get And it. I would yeah. be like, no, I am good. If I played like a solid six hours of video games a day, I'm good for like a month. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like it, but, but that, that really, that time is valuable to me in, in some way. Um, I, but at the same time, I'm like, you, you know me, I, I could talk to anybody. I do talk to everybody and it doesn't drain me. Mm -hmm. I can go to a conference and talk to people for 14 hours and I still have energy at the end of the day, but I know psychologically I need to check out for a few minutes, breathe, close my eyes. Just, whew, I'm good. Find myself. Boom. I'm ready to go. Yeah. It's weird. Like it's not a lot like most People, but it's enough to where I know I need some, some calm mm -hmm. in order to refine kind of my, my true North in, and in, in my psychological needs. And then that lets me go forward. Yeah, you know, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the next rung up the ladder, you know, it's like, Hey, <clears throat> and that kind of talks about the passions from earlier too. It's, you know, Hey, because I think when we talk about following your passion, most people are talking about it in vocational career. You want to do something you're passionate about every day because work does take up a huge chunk of your life. Right. Yes. But at the same time, you can have passions with much less barrier to entry, right? You know, I was I was really passionate about rock climbing for a while. And, you know, now I'm yep. and you can have just things that you find enjoyment in, whether that is, you know, video games or I really like basketball and and following the NBA or, you know, whatever it is. Again, that kind of takes us to the uh, what I said earlier about, you know, people just, you do you, right? Like if, if you need to go play a campaign of Dungeons and Dragons every week to recharge so you can go out and 
and keep in the grind of of meeting your you know your physiological needs that's awesome you know that's the next step and you know and then yeah making friends and then you know all these things with a caveat of self-control i will throw that in there because i do know yeah i like video games but at the same time when i do too much of what my psychological need is it I then don't have the safety and security on the next step. I don't have my love and belonging because I don't interact with people around me and support my kids. I don't have any self-esteem because I'm not providing safety and security for myself. I'm not providing for my children and my wife. I, you know, so where's my self-esteem? It's, it's in a game. Like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? That's worthless. And then self-actualization. What, what is my avatar's name? Like, like the, 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 <laughs> it yeah. does not by, by making your psychological need, the whole pyramid, it shatters, it yeah. breaks. It's just not functional. And so it's true. Just as a, and I think point. that's true on, on any step, right? It if, is, you, if you make just your physiological needs, right? People who are just chasing more money and food and cars and you know, whatever. Well, I guess those aren't physiological needs, but right. Like a bigger, bigger house to live in. But even so, if you just spend all day, all the time working, cause you can't, you're not making enough, right. To meet your, your physiological needs then you also break, right? Like yep. people, you know, which kind of brings us to what you said about third world countries. How much of a luxury is it that we even get to think about our psychological and our emotional needs and, and self-actualization because some people just have to spend so much time chasing the meal. The, the meal, yeah, yeah, right? So, you know, count ourselves blessed, but at the same time, you know, don't don't skip up the pyramid, but don't get caught in one row either. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And again, all of us have a different lifestyle that we want or seeking or are comfortable with. And mm-hmm. that that's an important thing to balance in there. Yeah, for sure. So then um, as far as like passion and success, right? We, we talked about it a little bit last time, it being more the path than the destination. How, how would you say that plays into, into this? The passion... You know, that's a really difficult question for me. Again, I, I think because I'm generally a happy person that doesn't get affected by if I don't achieve my objective, then, you know, the passion that I'm going after, it doesn't affect me. So I can just keep on kind of going. Mm-hmm. And and so by 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 having that that really that success kind of there in the, in, in, in the distance and, and intertwining it with what I'm trying to achieve, I can sprinkle other passions along the way. I don't know if that makes sense where I, I can, I can be and find successes pretty easily every week or every day to just kind of keep me going. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know if that answers your question really, but Mostly it's a prompt to get us to <laughs> talk about stuff. So, no, you just, know, but yeah, whatever feels, but in terms of like, if I was to, to tie success and passion and those things together and what that looks like, mm-hmm. it, it's, I, I think it goes back to the comment we made earlier about being passionate in all you do. And then even if you're not achieving your goals in, in some, because, honestly, it might be because you made a bad goal, right? But if you're being, or it's just really far off, or it's really far off, and so you're passionate about it, that's great. You will feel some success and satisfaction in even still being short of it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where, yes, I might not be a billionaire by the end of the week, but you know what? I'm trying, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 or whatever the, the goal is because you're, I'm putting an effort working or trying all these different options, doing all these things. And at the end of the day, that that's satisfying. That's success. Yeah. And I'm, you know, that's associated with my passion. Yeah, I agree. No, I think that is what I was trying to, maybe what I was trying to get at or, or say is there is so much of it that is just, so for me, you know, for, for me in my experience, right. Once, once I'm here at the, the stage where, you know, right now I'm really passionate about trying to be a better provider and meeting those physiological needs for myself and my family, because it is a realization I've had, right. It, it is, a, it is a, a form of progress for me from where I've come. Right. And so I do feel a lot of dignity and satisfaction in just showing up every day and putting in the work. And then that has allowed me to now start ventures like this, where again, you know, who knows how many people are listening to this or going to, but right now I feel that measure of passion because we're, we're working on something I want to work on. And yes, the goal is a long way off. I'm not making as much as I want to for my family right now. You know, I'm not doing, you know, this full time, right? Even though, yeah, I like, I like my work that I do. It's just there, just showing up every day and working on it feels really good, like mm-hmm. really freaking good. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know that. So I, I would say like, uh, you know, to rewrite the the passion is again, the, the progressive realization of a worthy goal that you have, right? And that, you know, you can be passionate about being buff, but really you got to be in the gym every day. And, and just, I think you get an emotional payoff from like having this undeniable stack of proof behind you. Like, Hey, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm doing it. Like I'm in, I'm in the arena, right? That quote by uh, Teddy Roosevelt, like I'm the man in the arena. I'm, I'm in there fighting. And I feel really passionate about that. Like, I, I think you just get that passion you, or you bring it with you because there's some people where they're fighting every day and, and they're just feeling the grind, right? Cause you don't bring it with you, but you know, not every day is going to be awesome in sunshine and rainbows, but you can get, I think that that feeling of satisfaction, even during those tough days of knowing that you're working on something that you care about and you want to achieve. Yeah. It would be interesting though, to, I was, as you were talking, thinking about a couple of individuals that I know are jobless right now, mm-hmm. right? There's been layoffs all over, especially in technology industries and software industry. And so we know several, I, I just know several people that have no jobs and it's like, what, what do you be passionate about? How do you be, so engaged in that environment, in that situation, because that's hard. That's hard. You know, I, I can't, oh, yeah. you can't even provide yourself, right? You, you know, needs are almost being met psychologically, physically. I mean, all of that is just shattered. And I believe that again, just if you're in that situation, it comes back to realizing what are you really after? Mm-hmm. Is it the pride? Is it because you still want to be that, have that title? Is it, you know, what, what is, what are you really after versus no, I need to read a book still every morning for 30 minutes. I need to breathe. I need to work out and I need to go find a better job. But in the meantime, I'm going to just take a job, you know, like what does that look like versus 
and, and feeling that progress and keeping your self-esteem up and your self-actualization up while in a bad situation. Yeah. Not ideal, mm-hmm. but how do you still be passionate in that in a in a almost imposed bad situation? That's a really good question. And that's that's a tough one. And I think that's probably where a lot of people find themselves is Agreed. Yeah, because so many people are showing up to a job that they hate and it's just out of necessity to meet those those physiological needs, right? And yeah, so how do you and, and honestly, most people, right? If, if I had a, a friend that's making $150,000 a year, the chances that he's thinking about self actualization and how do I improve myself is much lower than when he's out of a job mm-hmm. and seeking, okay, how do I get better? Because I need it. <laughs> so it's interesting that it's actually much more difficult to have passion, be positive, to meet all those needs when it's the time most of us actually spend looking inward to find those answers mm-hmm. yeah does that make sense so it's yeah. it's like that is the perfect it's born of necessity it's born yeah. of necessity yeah. and yeah it'd be great if we all were making good money and life was stable and we were thinking about how to improve ourselves all the time instead of going on the boat on the lake and you know and like waxing our car or whatever you want to do whatever you do and your toys when you're making lots of money instead of doing those things if somebody was actually thinking through how do I, what's my next step? Mm-hmm. I think that's the important question. What's the next step, right? So, um, yeah, if, if you're in a, like that situation, that's kind of self-imposed, right? You can, you know, what's the next step? Well, first I need a job, any job, right? Just because, Hey, life costs money and I gotta, I gotta show up. And especially if you've got a wife and kids, like you really, you can't, you can't just hang out, right? Like you gotta put in the work. But then also, okay, how do you better yourself? Okay, so what are some hard skills you can learn, right? That can set you up for success, you know, down the road so you can get a better paying job that frees up more of your time or or gives you more money, right? To then pursue the psychological needs, the, you know, the habits, the the hobbies that we're passionate about or enjoy. Um, and, and again, and, you can do things that you're not passionate about. You and you can. and you might become passionate. That's yes. that again. Yeah, like, absolutely. have you ever been a contractor? Have you ever done roofing? Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, that's you're gonna break a sweat. You're gonna hate it for the first couple of weeks, and then you're gonna be like, this is actually really satisfying. Oh, Whatever yeah. it is, like you right. don't know. Yeah, and and even if it's not something you're passionate about, you can find enjoyable. I'm not passionate about banking. I like going to work every day. Mm-hmm. Like it, I, I'm not like. Ugh man, another day in the grind at this job I hate, you know, it's, totally. it's enjoyable, even though I don't think, man, this is the industry and the job that I am just going to devote my life to. I yeah. love it. You know, I, I like it. And right now that's enough. So, you know, maybe that's your next step. Hey, I'm going to get out of this job. I hate to something that I hate less. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, that can also just be an attitude problem as well. But it can also just be the nature of the work. Not everybody's cut from the same cloth. And, and you know, you can find something that fits more to your strengths or more to your personality, even if it's not a subject matter or an industry that you're passionate about. But I think you're more likely to develop passion in that sort of environment, too. You know, I if I was to say, like, what are what are the. How does a person. Sit down and strategize how do i accomplish this how do i 
you want to have stability. How do I take a step forward? How do I not be depressed? How do I not get, how do I get out of the situation I'm in in life? I just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I don't want to, or, or you just don't feel fulfilled. Like, mm-hmm. right. You were saying when in your twenties, you're hopping from couch to couch, doing all these things. You didn't necessarily maybe put your finger on it. Like, Oh, I'm not doing good because I'm hopping couch to couch. You didn't correlate. You didn't associate no. those things together, yeah. even though like, if you're listening, yeah, that, that's a problem. That's probably so, the root of it. So it, it, it's it's saying like in strategizing, I think the first step is looking and saying at things that you think aren't related to your feelings, it's likely they're related. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. Your whole life is connected to itself. Your whole body, your brain, every, everything is there. So if if you're depressed... Yeah. Okay. Hormones. Sure. Check that box. Go to doctors. But if, if that's not the case and you're just struggling, look at what shoes you wear. Look at how long it takes you to get ready in the morning. Look at what you're doing on the weekend with your spare time. Look at what books you're reading. Look at, look at all of those attributes and you look at them and say, okay, what, what is the first thing I either need to change, cut out, adjust, whatever, because you might not figure it out until you start changing those things. Similar to like somebody being allergic to something. They don't always know what they're allergic to. And still they make food diaries. Mm-hmm. And then they start figuring out like, oh, I'm allergic to chocolate. Yeah. You know, like how, how did you know that? Oh, because I stopped eating chocolate for three weeks and it was like, I, I felt, felt great. So much better, you know, and yeah. All of a sudden, there you go. You know, and that's th- the same reaction on a physical level and scale is the same reaction we have internally with our lives. Mm-hmm. And, and so- that weird kind of checking it through it and saying like, how do I feel if I'm stable? How do I feel when I set a schedule and I start waking up at 6 a.m. and working out in the morning for 30 or 45 minutes or an hour? What, like doing those things and saying, oh my gosh, that was it. Mm-hmm. Or at least part of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, should probably wrap up here in a little bit. But yeah, I'd say just, uh, you know, practical advice about the next step is you know, everybody's in a different spot. I think it's easier for me to speak to people who are kind of where I was, hopping around, not sure, feeling anxious. Um, so what I would what I would say, right, is stick with something and get some stability in your life, right? It, you know, it, when you're young, especially, and, and, you know, not that this is just for young people or, you know, young men or whatever, but it two years is not a long time, but the amount of success you can set yourself up for, if you'll stick with something for a couple of years, just to get some stability, get some predictability in your life. So that way, then you can plan what else you're going to do around that time, right? You can look at those other things. So I would just say, Hey, are your, are your physiological needs being met? And are you meeting those needs? A, you know, first of all, and then, yeah, tackle things one at a time. Don't try to change every aspect of your life all at once. You know, as it, anyways, that I feel like I'm losing my train of thought here, if, but if I was to give us some practical advice, a story comes to my mind. I'll be quick. Go for it. I, uh, a friend of mine up in Washington worked in, um, kind of like restructuring individuals debt and, mm-hmm. and tried to help them when, before bankruptcy and things like that and all that. And I think he was, he was like a regional manager at some credit union up in Washington. And 
he would have people escalate calls to him to try and talk them out of going to declare bankruptcy more or less because he was good at it. Really? And one of the calls that he would tell me about that he had told me about was somebody, you know, he's like, I'm on the phone. Oh, this is the best solution. My, my, my sister told me and my mom told me this is the best way I should do it. And, and he's like, well, hold on. Let me ask you a question. How stable and rich is this sister? <laughs> and, and she's yeah. like, well, she, she doesn't, you know, she, she's, just she lives at home. She doesn't do a whole lot, you know. Like, so does she have a job? Yeah, she's at okay. Does she does she have debt? Oh yeah, she's got tons of debt. Okay, so what about your mom? Who you're also she's she's struggling. Has she's declared bankruptcy? That's why she's telling me to do it. It works. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 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 she's declared bankruptcy. Does she have a job right now? Oh no, she's in debt again. She might have to declare bankruptcy again. And, and so he's like, so so you're telling me. I'm, I'm here on the phone with you telling you what path to take. And then they're telling you what path to take. What path do you think you should take? Well, I trust them. I don't know you. Okay. Have a nice day. Mm-hmm. It, like literally is, is who you are listening to matters. And so don't listen to everybody and listen to some new people. If you are in this situation Stop listening to who you were listening to and choose to listen to somebody new for a little while. Mm -hmm. Because what you consume in a lot of times from other people, from books, from anywhere, from friends, family, parents, if you're consuming that, it will continue with you. But if you consume new content, it starts to become part of you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really important place to start is that there are people that will be semi-honest with you, but pick new people. (laughs) Don't pick the same people. Yeah. Practical advice. Yeah, That's for sure. Say. No, yeah, definitely. So I don't know. I think that about wraps it up, but pretty much, you know, there's dignity in taking care of yourself. 100%. And if you want, like, I, I want to have a wife full of passion, right? Not that that doesn't mean there's not going to be crappy parts about it, right? That's, that's jobs, marriage, hobbies, houses, whatever it is. There's things you're going to love, but they still take the tedious, monotonous work and, I think that applies to achieving your passion or self-actualization, right? You need to do the tedious, monotonous work of building your pyramid, essentially. So wherever you are on the pyramid, whether it's the bottom or the middle, just think about your next step and take action. Just start moving. So Good luck. Yep. Yep. We're here with you. (laughs) 